Countdown spiffy now that we got it. Yeah, it works. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities. I just realized we went, I went right into this, didn't I? <laughs> That's okay. We are the, I didn't get to play my theme song though, Josh. It's okay. You can still do it after. Okay. We combine and mix the essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways. Not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Wow. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear or you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiositytune.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. I'm sneaking in my theme song music right here. <laughs> <laughs> We could actually talk over it. I want to do this as a thing. Like, here's a theme song, folks. Yep. All right, Josh. So, we were talking about hiatus. Yeah. And we're talking about what it actually takes to do a well-crafted break. It sounds really crazy until you really start to work through the actualities of trying to take a break. Yep. And like, we weren't like. I don't want to say like a lot, but we weren't really thinking of along the lines of stopping content. We were thinking of transforming the content, transformative content. I think that's an important part of, especially like a podcast where we've got a cadence of coming out once a week, every week. And we have not ever not had content on a Monday since we started. I know the first episode we had a little wonk with the uh, tech, but we got it. We got it fixed. And we had a couple episodes that were a little shaky, but we've always had some kind of content. Now, it might be a longer form or a shorter form. We always try to keep it kind of our thing is about 15 to 20 minutes. It just seems to work for our conversations. And it's just the starting of it. So Brian and I have been talking about this for a long while, and it's not like we're just going to tap out and not do something. We actually want to transform what we do as with the podcast so we want to have some extra time to kind of you know puzzle piece it together if you see me on the video which you don't but you know kind of like virtual cool reality yeah it's like a jenga it's like a big jenga <laughs> puzzle you know it's like we're putting it together kind of like as we're doing it yep now i have a lot of friends uh one of my friends particularly claire and tyler they do their sunday prep for the week with food all the meals and all the things because they're both busy people and they yeah. got little ones. My brother does that too. It is Sunday cook day and all the things. Yeah. Why? Because you have other things you're doing and you still got to eat, right? And so sometimes you just kind of cook like, hey, I'll make something tonight and you cook that meal that day, right? And depending, like if you actually like peel the veil back of how we planned our work, sometimes it was weekly we'd record an episode. Sometimes we would record multiple and other times we wouldn't, but right. the result was the same. You, there was a consistent marker where you could always count on us Mondays to be able to be in your ears talking to you. And that consistency has been great for us. And I think it's been great for the listeners to know, like every Monday, I know it's going to be sitting there and I can tune in. So when you want to switch gears, sometimes people will maybe stop right in the middle of it. Like, okay, stop. <laughs> You know, right, right. And everybody's like, wait, what are you doing? For us at this point, this podcast is like a car in motion. And we want to make sure that the car stays in motion. And we want to be able to transform the experience a little bit 
And sometimes that takes us uh, prepping meals beforehand. So how do you prep for those kind of things, Josh? Um, one episode, we actually talked about a food drive. Tell us about the hours that go into it. I'm sure you just show up on the day, right? And it just all <laughs> magically comes together. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was the, that was my experience. Um, anything logistical, where, especially when I have people and I have people as volunteers, not paid people, which is, hey, paid people are great. Volunteers are great. But the thing with volunteers is that sometimes they don't show up. Sometimes you have to do this, you have to do that. So there's a lot of follow-up. A lot of people skill really comes into organizing something like that food drive, which I do uh, yearly. And I organize between three cities, and they're going to they're trying to add like a fourth city on me this year, which is, first of all, it's uh, flattering that they think I can do that, which I can. But I, it, they don't understand how many hours. It's probably minimum a hundred hours uh above and beyond my normal work to get that so on the to get that set up so like on the day of the food drive that it goes off smooth now i always say if if i'm the day of the food drive if i'm sitting around that's the goal and this is what people see me doing right they see me sitting around and they're like oh you're not doing anything what a lazy you know person you are I'm like, well, you do realize I've worked like a hundred extra hours on this. And because of the work I put in, I don't have to do anything today except just get it, the ball rolling. Like Brian was talking about just pushing the car in motion. That's all I'm doing. And if I did my prep, right, it should just kind of piece together. So I want to talk about a moment of self-planning and I'll just look at myself in the mirror first and say, I'm really bad at planning my own rest. And Josh can attest to this. Yeah. The skill set to be able to administrate and organize things is absolutely there. I guess the question is for me that I have to ask is why do I not apply that to myself? And I'd actually maybe like to explore this because there's just like your finances, like you could work and live paycheck to paycheck or you could plan and have a little extra. And if you were like 100% like, it was all up to you to make that pay that like there wasn't any pay time off. You could still plan that, but those little bits of planning kind of pay off to some type of change in cadence, if that makes sense. Right. Why do you think that people don't spend that discipline on themselves? Um, I think a lot of times we just don't, we either don't think we're worthy of it. We just think like, Oh, I have to get this going. And I'm the one that has to do it and I don't deserve the rest or it really doesn't even come to your mind. Like the first year I did that food drive, I did not plan like far enough ahead of time. And I, it still went off well, but it went off well only because of the people I had underneath me. Some of the other people really had done it for many more years than I had. So I was able to kind of scale with them. And then the next year, half those people flipped out. Like they flipped out of different people, like not flipped out, but they're gone. <laughs> so like they brought in new people to run these local food pantries. And so I had to really, really pick up the ball. And when I did that, then I realized, okay, yeah, but I also have to plan this break and this time to rest for myself. Like I had to plan days where I was just like, I'm not doing anything with this today or 
we know we're six weeks out. I don't need to do this this week. I'll just plan the one thing I need to do. And so I think what it is is sequencing. And we've talked about this all the time is that sequencing is really hard. And I, and people know it is hard, but everyone who, everyone thinks it's easy because all they see is the outward work of it. They don't see what goes into it. I think oftentimes people don't see the, what's happening the day of or whatever it is. You know, if, if you're part of, if you've ever been part of any type of production, right, whether you, you're like a professional actor or not, high school plays, middle school plays, whatever, there's a lot of drama outside the drama on the stage. There's a lot going on backstage to make it look like nothing's going on. Right? Exactly, yeah. So oftentimes what you're seeing is the outworking of it. And oftentimes you it can have a well-oiled machine that runs well. It still needs people. And sometimes you just have people that are that crazy, going that crazy to try to make it look right. And you know what? Sometimes you don't know the difference. And so it's very, I think it's easy to lump like, well, see, they know what they're doing. No, maybe they, maybe they don't. So it's important to understand kind of the outworking of that. So Josh, let's talk about reverse engineering. Sure. You know that the food drive is going to happen on a day. So part of the plan is like going, what is my target out in the future that I'm trying to achieve, right? So Correct. this is helping calibrate that. Share a little bit about how, like step-by-step, step, if I told you today, 90 days out, it's going to be a food drive. How do you reverse engineer back to where you are now? Sure. So um, I'll use the one, like the food drive is always a second Saturday in May, this one I do. So really in January, I start thinking about it a little bit. I'm kind of like, okay, what do I got to do? By February, I'm already organizing a meeting with like pantries and with people that can get me volunteers. Um. And I know that sounds like it's a far time out, but it's really not because like, if you think about how a lot of these places work, they may only work a couple of days a week and they really need the time to rally their own volunteers and their own people. And so I also use that time then I'll have like another meeting between like that first meeting with people. Some of the heads of like, what I try to do is break it down to like, the heads of these food pantries. And then my normal volunteers that just help me pick up food. Those guys, I don't actually start talking to, to probably about um, like April. And that works out well because it's only a few weeks out. Um, and then they can plan. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing anything that weekend. I'll help. And I get like into the paper. I start getting that, but all that time before is spent really with like maybe 5% of the people that make the food drive happen. The, f the last 30 days, I would say, well, we'll say six weeks. The last six weeks before, so 45 days, is entirely with me wrangling volunteers, talking to news outlets, uh, going on radio shows, doing pod. I do a podcast uh, appearance sometimes, but it's or the local radio because a lot of the old, our volunteers are older. They listen to the radio still. And so that's what I'm looking at. I'm usually looking about uh, 45 days out is where it really is a crunch time. If I don't have it planned by then, there's a problem. Like I need to, I need to figure it out. And uh, there's always the day of that stuff happens. So we always figure it out, but it's only because I plan so far ahead of time that I actually have backups plans in place. Can we talk about backups for a minute? Sure. Um, Shouldn't it all just work? 
Isn't that the happy path where it Yeah, <laughs> it should all just well. work. And the thing is, when you're dealing with people, things just don't always work. Like I've had, uh, you know, the day before, I've had people call me up and say, hey, I was in a car accident. And I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just not going to be able to help you this year. I'm like, that's okay. Take care of yourself. Uh, and then I get into, uh, I always over plan. And then I have a backup plan. So like if stuff really hits the fan, I can call someone else and say, hey, I need you today. Uh, nothing makes me happier is that the day of the food drive at 9 a.m., I'm calling volunteers and saying, hey, you don't have to come in if you don't want to. And a lot of times they're like, I don't. I'm like, well, no, if you want to, come on in. But really, and, you know, usually I can get them in there and get them a couple hours of work and they go home. But I can say, you know, there's really not that much for you to do because I had way more people show up than I thought. I love that feeling, you know, where or I can just give everybody a little bit of work and then everybody wants to come back the next year. But if we have where half the people don't show up, we're all working like 10 hour days. It kind of makes it, it sours the volunteering experience, you know. So um, really what it is, it's just making sure people are, are it's like herding cats, really. You know, when you're like talking, when you're getting volunteers, I ask a lot of volunteers, but I also like provide a lot of support for them too. So they have my phone number. They have, they have like four people they can call, you know, in order of hierarchy of people. And so I really, uh, really just support support them to make sure that they're having a good time with it and it's just easy for them so let's break this down and this is about how you take a break and the, the really the key to that is at it doing some incremental work so that you can carry yourself into an event of your planning to be able to do something where the other work is already cared for right yeah that means that you will have to adjust your schedule to accommodate right and some of those things are found like in the margins it's not necessarily dropping out of your book club or you know i'm committed to this thing sometimes it may be but sometimes it's just more of like hey, i'm not going to watch that tv show right i'll yeah. do that another time i'm going to spend that 27 minutes or whatever the episode ends up being and i'm gonna work on this and here's my plan for that work now, for those of you who are creative, it's like, eh, I don't plan that. I just kind of roll with it, right? If that methodology works for you, then I would encourage you to continue in that. For those of you who need a little bit more, how is this even going to look? You should set out some of those pins. Like, I know it's going to happen on this day. When Josh was talking about over planning, it's understanding kind of what's needed, right? So there's like an assessment of like, okay, in order for this thing to work, I need yeah, this many people. There's a baseline, yeah. And then he's planning above, and he's also doing contingency planning below. I think for vacations, that's a great idea. So here's how this works. What if there was a delay of flight? What if there was a change of schedule or something like that, right? Yeah. As we know now, it's a little bit wonkier to try to make sure a flight's on time to somewhere. Are you prepared? And that's not being Debbie Downer. That's actually getting, doing a pre-work so that you're not caught off guard when it happens. Right? right. And hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. Um, but oftentimes I think if you haven't done enough of that work, you will find yourself working over your break. When Josh goes into the food drive, the best way it happens is that you're doing, quote, nothing. Right. Because you have very you little actual work that day. That's that's my goal. My goal is really by like noon, 
to have everything set where it's just kind of like ending really, you know? So folks don't assume that you can be in your own mix during the break for the things that you're trying to put on autopilot or cook ahead a little bit. Right. Right. Um, Josh, I think we might just leave it here. Sure. There's obviously a lot of planning that goes into a successful hiatus, not only from what it takes to get it done, but then also to keep trains moving and then free you up to be able to do some other work or rest. Right. Think it's good, Brian. Let's just let it go. All right. Until (laughs) next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. I, d- I don't know why I don't have a timer on here. Like, I don't see a timer. Do you? Uh, I do. Okay. I-, I don't know why my theme song isn't playing. Ah, there it comes. Ramping up the theme song. Thank mm-hmm. you.